My name is Brenda Fellman. Bayit Vahon Nachalat Avot Ume Hashem Isha Maskelet. Good things, a house and riches, are an ancestral inheritance, but an intelligent spouse, Isha Maskelet, comes from Hashem. The verse seems to suggest that possessions may pass down through the generations automatically, but finding a proper spouse takes an act of Hashem. There is nothing compared to the gift that comes from Hashem. It is interesting to note that this Pasuk Yudalit follows on the heels of the second half of Pasuk Yudalit of Yud Gimel, the Delaf Toreif Midjonei Isha. Domestic unhappiness is aptly and humorously expressed by that most discomforting occurrence, a steadily dripping roof letting in the rain. A contentious wife allows no peace. This also may be applied to a man as well. Proverbs does not pick on women as women, only on those who disrupt social harmony. Pellet. Asla tapil tardema benefesh remia tirav. When people are lazy, they don't do anything, so they fall asleep because they don't do anything. Tapil tardema reminds us of Vayapel Hashem Elohim tardema al haadam vayishan. Oh, the person has to find something to do, otherwise they end up, you know, falling asleep just from sheer boredom. And the nefesh again here is more like the appetite. In other words, the appetite of the shiftless people ends up not being satisfied. They go hungry. Shomer mitzvah, shomer nafsho, bozeh drachav yumat or yamut. Um, Shomer, there's a word here that's understood, which is Shomer Mitzvah Chachamin. In other words, a person who listens to the commands of the wise is preserving themselves, and a person who does not listen to them, who scorns their ways, will die. Ma'aveh Hashem Chonein Dal Lo. This pasuk gets about as much midrashic attention as the whole rest of the parak, and understandably so. Uh, Mishlei is saying here that the person who helps out the poor is as if they were lending to Hashem himself. Now understand that when they say help out the poor, they don't mean giving, giving them handouts. They mean giving them a loan. Notice the comparison is ma'aveh Hashem. You give them a loan, put them on their feet. Don't expect the loan to be paid back, but make the terms the terms of a loan because that gives the poor person a chance to preserve their pride and their humanity. And ugmulo yishalem lo, and Hashem will pay you back for what you for the chesed that you have done. Yaser benecha kiyesh tikva. Mishle is a very strong believer in spanking or physical punishment of wayward children, especially when they're young, that is, before bar mitzvah, bat mitzvah age. 
And the point being, there's still hope to change a kid's behavior pre-bar mitzvah. After that, it's unlikely. The al-hamital could be two things. It could mean make sure you don't hit him so hard that you kill him. Or it could mean hamital, his screams, hamital, which would mean don't pay attention when he screams, just keep on you know, strapping the kid until the kid makes up his mind to behave. Geral or gedal chema nosei onesh ki im A person who loses it ends up getting penalized by the court because they get angry, they harm someone else, road rage, and even if you try to save them from the consequences of their anger, they're just going to do it all over again. So don't step in, let them have the consequences of their anger. Don't try to save them from the court penalty. Shema Kabel Musar Laman Techkama Remember I pointed out Acharit means the future, not the end of days. If you want to be a wise person in the future, then make certain that you listen to the good advice and teaching from the people who basically have the knowledge to give that to you. This is not, this is the most famous Pusik in this chapter, but it doesn't get that much madrash because it's sort of obvious, you know, what it means. People plan all kinds of plans, but it's Hashem who basically, you know, man proposes and God disposes. A good example of this is Yosef's brothers. They said, And then Hashem says, yes, we will see what's going to happen out of his dreams. If we read chesed as positive, then it means a person looks for loving kindness, and the second half means the same either way. Uh, a poor person who's honest is better than a person who disappoints you. But it's also possible to read chesed negatively, like I pointed out before, chesed who and if you read it negatively, it means that the greed of a human being is going to bring them to ruin. And again, a poor person is better than a person who lies. The second interpretation works better as synonymous parallelism. Yirat Hashem l'chayim yalin ra. A person who does the right thing, who, 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 who is a God-fearing person, will live, and not only that, that person will be able to be, to, to be satiated, to be satisfied with their life, to be able to sleep well, and not have to worry that something bad is going to happen to them. In the unit we're doing today, which started at chapter 19, verse 14, and is going to go on to chapter 20, verse 6, there are three psukim that specifically reference laziness. This one is one of the most well-known. A lazy person puts their hand into the plate to get the food, but they're so lazy they can't even bother to put the food into their mouth. 
When you whack a person who scorns knowledge, then another person who basically is, you know, not very knowledgeable will learn from the fact that the first person was whacked. In other words, punishment is very important in order for people to basically understand what happens if they do the wrong thing. In other words, no society can exist without law enforcement. It's not enough to have law. People have to know that the laws are enforced. To the extent that people do not think that the laws will not be enforced, they're tempted to violate them. So a, a, a stable society means that you know you must punish a violator in order to make sure that other people get the message. The shadeid of yav riach aim bein mevish umachpir. I would say the single outstanding feature of Sefer Mishlei, if one person was assigned to pick out the matter that concerns Sefer Mishlei the most, it would be respect for a person's father and mother. This basically is the point of view of Chazal also. Anytime they list, you know, the important mitzvot, they'll start with Kibur Aviyem, Gamila Chasadim, and yes, I know in the NSA Talmud Torah, you know, Kinegat Kulam, without any question, that's true. But it's noticed the Kibur Aviyem is really a sub-department of Gamila Chasadim. It's not a separate thing. Just the same, it is singled out and made into something special. And this is not just Chazal, the Torah also does this. Anytime there's a list of mitzvot ben Adam l'chabiro, kibur avayim comes first. It starts with Aseret HaDibrot, same thing goes on in Parshat Kedoshim, the same thing goes on in Parshat Ketivo, when they have the Arurs in chapter 27. The single most important ben Adam l'chabiro mitzvah is kibur avayim. Why? Because Kibbut Aviyem, in addition to being a Ben Adam Chavero mitzvah, is a Ben Adam Lashem mitzvah. And in fact, it unites the two. That's exactly why it's the Briach HaTichon in Aseret Dibro transitioning from the Ben Adam Lashem mitzvah to the Ben Adam Chavero mitzvah. So a person who proceeds to rob their father or throw their mother out of the house is a son who's a shame and a public disgrace. I take this to be the words of the mother whose son did the above. The mother was saying to the son, you know, uh, you have stopped listening to basically the teaching and the knowledge that I've tried to give you, and you're acting in the exact opposite from what your parents are trying to get you to do. You know, Mishle is, I think, quite aware of the fact that there's such a thing as being so rare or more rare. Despite the fact that, you know, the Mishle Masechistan Hedder tries to make out that such a thing, a real case of this nature, never happened, something tells me that it did happen. And one of the points to say for Mishle is to try to prevent it from happening. If you're looking at your verses carefully and you have it in front of you, you'll notice how many times the word late starts to appear. Here it's being used as a verb. 
we had late, late in verse 25. We're going to have it again in verse 28. We're going to get, have it again in chapter 20, verse 1. Late sin, other bad guys. And here it really comes out clearly. Uh, a false witness doesn't mean he scorns justice. It means he puts justice to scorn. And the mouth of the wicked, oven means oven tries to cover up the wickedness they're up to along the lines of, of Bamidbar chapter 4, verse 20, is repeating pretty much the same idea as Lakes Takat Ufeti Yarim. In other words, as I said before, the best thing for those people is punishment, and not just punishment, public punishment. Punishment that everyone sees. Lakes Hayayan Homeshechar Vocho Shogeh Bo Lo If somebody would like to look for number two and number three things in Mishlei, after Kibbutz Aviyayim, I would say, Atzla, which we already, which we got, which we started the unit with, and we're going to pretty much end with. And Yayin is another favorite target of Nisle. You know, the that uh, was everyone knows the Yayin Samachlavavenos, but generally speaking, Nisle's point of view towards Yayin tends to be more negative than positive, because I guess the Chacham saw too many times what an excess of alcohol does to people, and people don't know when to stop. Um, so once too much alcohol gets into them, then they become, they start talking like a lights. And a person who basically gets involved and strays into alcohol will never become wise. In other words, alcohol is not encouraged wisdom. Naham kakafir emat melech mit abro Again, as I said, in the section of Mishlei from 16 to 22, there's a lot about kings, rulers, the divim, and the importance of, you know, following what the Melech says and what happens to people who don't. You know, uh, lion's fear is, is, the fear of a lion is the fear of the king. When the fear of a lion sounds like the, the fear of the king sounds like the roar of the lion, and anybody who crosses the king is going to find themselves in, in great danger. Now, the king in Mishlei basically represents the government. You can't fight City Hall. Uh, we all know that, but, you know, we tend to, when we read in the newspapers, all these stories about how somebody managed to take the government to court and win, what we forget is how many people did not have the resources to do that. As a practical matter, most of us are pretty helpless in the face of government inspectors and, and interferers and, and, and who knows what else. A lot of very small people consider themselves to become very important when they do jobs to the government. They don't really consider it. They think of themselves as public rule rather than what government is supposed to be, which is public service. Moshe Rabbeinu epitomizes the ideal of government as public service. Person of honor tries to stay away from strife. And the fool just looks to break out with it. In the wintertime, which in Eretz Yisrael is the time that you have to do the plowing, 
the earth sail says it's too cold to go out and plow. Then, of course, when the summer comes or the spring comes, the earth seal has nothing to eat. Mayim amukim ish ish No one has a real idea for certain what the other person is up to, but a wise man can usually figure it out. It might be deep water, might be the bottom of a well, it might be a bottomless well, but a wise person somehow has a way of getting to the bottom of it. Look at Yosef. Yosef represents the epitome of the wise person. Most of the time when you read about Chacham and Mishlei, Yosef could be the epitome of a Chacham in terms of what Mishlei recommends as a Chacham. Rav Adam Yikra Ish Chasto Ish Emunim Mi Yimsa. This ends our unit for today. The point being, people think they have lots of friends. The more people they know, the more friends they think they have. You know, they invite people over to their house, like, you know, Gatsby. A hundred people show up because of the fact that there's some food. But when you need a person, me and stuff. In other words, in all Sefer Mishle, there's just two things that Mishle calls me and stuff. One is an Eshet Chayel, a woman who really is a valor. And the second thing is a faithful friend. Those are things that are very, very hard to find. A person can say they have a hundred friends, but the more friends they think they have, probably the less real faithful friends they have, because they haven't spent the time to actually get some faithful friends. Okay, with that, we're done for today. Tomorrow we're going to start, you know, this is finishing 19B. We start Perikhaf tomorrow, but we're going to start with, you know, Perikhaf verse 7. And we're going to go on to the end of the parak and also include the first verse of chapter 21. Shalom, Yehudi Feldman, see you tomorrow.